Judges chapter 1. Father, we ask tonight that you teach your word and prepare the heart. In Jesus' name, amen. So, tonight, let's, let's, we're going to be in Judges. Now, our first thing I want you to understand about Judges, it is not in chronological order. Judges overlaps. There's a lot of things about Judges where you're going to have a lot of overlapping information. As a matter of fact, chapter 1 overlaps with Joshua, Joshua chapter 15, okay? I'm just going to tell you that right now. It overlaps with Joshua chapter 15. Like, wait a minute, we just did Joshua 24. Yeah, I understand. Chapter 1 is going to be some overlapping going on, okay? Um, I want to set your mind, uh, I want your mindset right for understanding why Joshua, I mean, why Judges is so critical in uh, fighting a winning battle, okay? Uh, because of the, the, the effect of the failures in Judges is so catastrophic in so many different ways. And but it's catastrophic, not in a volcano erupting, not in, um, not in anything like that. It's catastrophic to the lives that are torn apart by the actions of others, okay? And that's what we need to see. We really need to see how our sin affects everything about us. Notice that I say our sin because it's still existing in us, is it not? Now, keep in mind, the Holy Spirit of God is taking care, but we still sin, right? Anybody who says they don't sin, the Bible says they're a liar, exactly. Yeah, and the truth is not in you, okay? So, you know, as good as you are, as nice as you are, as sweet as you are, there's something. You know, I was talking about Tammy when she came in. You know, she knew it. But anyway, no, just kidding. But, no, but even those things. And so... Joshua chapter, Judges, excuse me, Judges chapter 1 is starting in the first verse. Now it came about after the death of Joshua that the sons of Israel inquired of the Lord saying, Who shall go up first, uh, go up first for us against the Canaanites to fight against them? Now, <coughs> keep in mind when Joshua passed away, before he did, he, he laid a charge on them, didn't he? And it's kind of like anything else. When you, when, when someone, you're about to change hands and everything is still fresh. When everything's still fresh in your life, that's when it really has the greatest impact and you want to do the most that you can. Especially when it comes to a Christian, okay? When, we, when, when it's fresh for us, we get excited. Let's take, let's take the, a new pastor, okay? I'm not a new pastor anymore here, right? I'm in my third year. I'm not new. But. If you go back to the first few months I was here, what was going on in the church? What, what was going on? I'm not saying we've lost our excitement, but well, not a little turmoil, but, but, but when the pastor comes in, the new pastor comes in, what usually happens? The church usually does what? Gets excited and comes together, okay? And, and what else happens? You, I... In the first six months, I could probably, or any pastor could probably get you to do just about anything that they want you to do, <laughs> right? Because you're, except for change sunrise service, exactly. But you, that can, I'll never live that down. If I leave here, you know it's going to be instead of instead of 
uh, a plaque that says 2016 to whatever year, it'll say 2016, he tried to change Sunrise Service. <laughs> That's what it's going to say. To no avail, no avail it is. <laughs> oh, if, if I get buried out here, David Jones, a man of God that tried to change Sunrise Service. Yeah, no, <laughs> exactly. So, but but there's there's a there's a rejuvenated spirit about you. Um, even though Joshua is gone, it's like, okay, guys, this is new, this is fresh. Let's go. Let's seek the Lord. J- we we made a covenant. Remember that stone that Joshua put out in chapter twenty-four? Well, they remember that covenant, and so they went and they sought God, and they said, "Who shall go up first for us against the Canaanites to fight against them?" And understand what God did. God heard them and he responded. He says what in verse two? The Lord said, Judah, Judah shall go up. Behold, I have given the land into his hand, Judah's hand. Now, sermon title, message title tonight, even though we're in fighting a winning battle. I'm going to give you my note that I penciled in. And tonight in your fighting, your winning battle, it's about being thorough versus taking liberties. Hmm? See, we can be thorough or we can take liberties. There's a difference. God is a thorough God and he gives us his instruction in what he wants us to do. But in that instruction, we have the opportunity where we may take liberties that we shouldn't take. And they will affect you. And God may not do anything about it right then, or but but as we read Judges, you're going to find out some things that are happening. As we study what they're doing in Judges, we're going to read about a lot of liberties that they took that God never commanded them to do. Okay, so let's read on. Yes. It says. What does it say? It said this. It said being thorough versus taking liberties. That's what, when I was studying, this is being thorough versus taking liberties, okay? So if you think about how thorough is God, when he built the ark, what did he do? Every measurement, every room, every corner, everything had its place, okay? The boards and sockets, you know, every, how many you had to have, the, the, the clothing on the priest, how should, it, it was very, he was very detailed and meticulous about this. But we can be that way and we can say it's God being thorough, but it's actually us taking liberties. We have to be careful. Okay. God has given me authority to do what? Lead this church and teach. But I can't take liberties. I can't I can't do anything that that may not be. Well, you know, I think God will be okay with this. Yeah, but 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 do we do that? Okay. Okay. So let's keep reading. Look at verse three. Now look, let's look at verse two again first. The Lord said, "Judah." Okay. Uh, Judah. They inquired about who's going to go up first. Israel did, and then God said, "Judah shall go up." Behold, I have given the land into his hand. Then Judah said to who? Simeon, his brother, "Come up with me into the territory allotted me that we may fight against the Canaanites." And I will and I in turn will go with you into the territory allotted you. 
So Simeon went with him. Now, is this liberty or is this a command? This is liberty. Now, God has already said, I've given them. He told Judah, I've given them to you. Now, they're not going to fail, but they took a liberty here. Okay? They said, okay, we're going to go. Well, okay, Judah, you want to go? Okay? It's kind of like, okay, me and Bill and Linda and Bonnie, um, we're going to Kentucky. Who else is going? Mandy's going to Kentucky. Okay, we're going to Kentucky. uh, Maggie's going to Kentucky. All right? We're the ones that are supposed to go. Okay? But what if I said, well, Brother Charles, I'm going to take you too. But if he's not supposed to go, that's me saying, could he go to Kentucky and do a mighty work? Sure. But what, what could be the repercussion down the road? Do we know? We don't know. You don't know. You see, this is God allowing you, you know, we always say in the country, I'm going to give you just enough rope to hang yourself. This is God, okay, I'm going to give you just enough because something might come back. I'm not saying you'll always be wrong, and I'm not saying there'll always be repercussions. Some things God will permit, won't he, without any kind of punishment or anything like that. It, it, but here's the thing. Keep in mind what he did with, jo- with Joshua. And, uh, under the rule of Joshua, under the rule of Moses, I, I'm not saying rule, but under their leadership, they, when they swayed, when they, when they wavered a little bit, what happened to them? Yeah, oops. And so God now has got to look at the people and see how they're going to obey him. And this is key. So, so he takes Simeon with him. He takes Simeon. Now, what's the problem with taking Simeon? Okay. He didn't need him. He said he'd given, he said he'd given him into, look, look at verse 2 again. The Lord said, Judah shall go up. Behold, I have given the land into his hand. Not their hand, but his hand. That one tribe has been the one that's, that he's given them to. Okay? That's all he needed. That's it. Now, everybody following me? So being thorough versus taking liberties. So let's look at verse 4. Judah went up, and the Lord gave the Canaanites and the Perizzites into their hands, and they defeated 10,000 men at Bezek. They found Adonai Bezek in Bezek and fought against him, and they defeated the Canaanites and the Perizzites. But Adonai Bezek fled, and they pursued him and caught him, and now look what happened, and cut off his thumbs and his big toes. Now stop. <laughs> Maggie, don't laugh. When you do that face, Maggie, it makes me want to laugh. Okay, so they catch the guy, and they cut off his thumbs. And his big toes. Now, you understand, if you lose your thumb, there's a lot of stuff that you can no longer do. Okay? There's a whole lot. Okay? If I try to pick up the bar, you can't, Brother Charles. All right? Yeah, I, I got a grip on it now. Okay? Try to pull it out of my hand. Try to pull it out of my hand. Okay? That thumb is helping me. Now I try to pull it out of my hand. I can't hold it like I could. Okay? So I'm, I'm affected. All right? My big toes are gone, okay? If I don't have big toes, I understand. You don't know it now, but that big toe keeps you from falling forward a whole lot, okay? It helps your balance, and it also helps you stay, keeps your footing. You ask a track star. When he's running, he, them toes, hey, look, when I run, I get up on my toes first before I lay the feet out flat, right? The toes give me that acceleration. So, so he cut <laughs> So he cuts off. I, I know it was Big Mike. Um, I, I, 
So he cuts off their, they cut off their, now this wasn't the instruction that they were given, was it? So, but, but keep in mind, what is, his, what is Israel, they're going on their history. They've always wiped out everyone. And they have been commanded. Tell you what, go back to Joshua chapter 15. See, now we didn't do these, the, all the assignments and all, all the, when they were divvying up the territory. But go back and look at Joshua chapter 15. Yeah, we read that. We'll read that on. He did that. To all, so this is a classic case of Adonai Bezek saying, hey, I'm reaping what I'm sowing. I cut off their big toes and thumbs. I got my big toes and thumbs cut off. But God, keep in mind, Israel, Judah cutting off his big toes and thumbs is Judah passing judgment on it. God didn't command him to. If God's judgment was not that. OK. So keep that in mind. So let's go to Joshua chapter 15 and let's look. Okay, if you go down through verse 8 through 11, let's go to verse uh, 18. No, go down to verse 20. This is the inheritance of the tribe of the sons of Judah, according to their families. Now, in verse 21, it says, Now the cities at the extremity of the tribe of the sons of Judah toward uh, the border of Edom in the south were Kabzeel and Eder and Jagur and Kina and Dimona and Adadah and Kadesh and Hazor and Ithnan, Zeph and Telam and Beloth and Hazor Hadadah, sorry, and Kerioth Hezron, that is Hazor, and Amam and Am, Amam and Shema and Molada and Hazargada and Hisham and Beth, Beth Pellet and Hazar Shul. All these cities were listed. I'm calling them out. Okay, I'm doing a pretty good job. Okay, and all of these cities and in, and in all, you look at the verse 32 and it says, "In all were 29 cities with their uh, with their villages." Now, all of these places are listed out. Now, go down to verse 63. Now, as far as the Jebusites, the inhabitants of Jerusalem, the sons of Judah could not drive them out. So the Jebusites live with the sons of Judah at Jerusalem until this day. Now, if you go to verse 21 in chapter 1 of Judges. But the sons of Benjamin did not drive out the Jebusites who lived in Jerusalem. So the Jebusites lived with the sons of Benjamin in Jerusalem to this day. So we have Judah that couldn't drive them. We have Benjamin that couldn't drive them out. But they're both trying to drive them out. We've got two different tribes trying to drive out the same people out of the same city. Why? Real simple. Who was supposed to go in Jerusalem first? Judah. Now Benjamin has gone into Judah. Simeon went with them in Judah. All of these things happen, and then we find out that this purging is not really happening the way it's supposed to. Remember, Israel is supposed to go in when they, when Joshua divided up the land, when Joshua divided up the land and gave everybody their inheritance. Remember what I said before? The battle was not over. The war was not. Uh, they still had battles to fight. They had to go in. And keep in mind, now at this point, Joshua is not going with them into every battle. See, up until the before the land was divided, 
Joshua was leading every battle. Okay? Now, the individual tribes are trying to lead it. And they're trying to lead it, but they're leading it haphazardly now. Yeah, they're asking God, what should I do? And God tells them what to do, and then they add to it. They add to it. They do what they want to do. Now, they do part of what God wants, right? But they add to it. They continue to add to it. It's our same struggle. That's our same struggle. We're going to see this all throughout Judges. Okay, I want to do this, but I'm going to add to it. You know, you, you guys, like, when we start talking about some of these guys that were real bad, you know, you take Eli. You take Eli, okay? Who was Eli? Who was he? He was a priest. But he wasn't the good representation like Samuel was. You okay? I understand this. But but who who raised Samuel? Eli. <laughs> okay? Okay. So, you know, and you when, as you s- when you start seeing all it, because we're going to bleed into 1 Samuel too. You have to see this because these guys were judges as well, okay? Except for Eli was a priest, Samuel was a prophet, but they would be the 13th and 14th judges that would be over Israel. And as we go in, and w- I'm telling you all this because I'm setting you up, so I want you to understand how their problems and their liberties break down the work of the kingdom. Okay, which then leads to the the most prominent statement that's in Judges. Everyone did right, did what was right in their own sight. Okay, and this is where we have to be careful in fighting our winning battle. We've determined that this configuration, if you look at this building, this configuration identifies this building as what? As a church. Okay, as a place that you do what? What did the temple look like that was built for God? Mike, little Mike, what did the temple, did it look anything like this? No, it didn't. It looked, so, but keep this in mind, in our own sight, this is what we think is right. Taking liberties versus being thorough. Okay, taking, taking along the friend to go beat up your enemy instead of just you when God says, here we are. And see, so we see that, that Judah still struggled. In Joshua chapter 15, they struggled with conquering Jerusalem and, and purging everything out, didn't they? It says that to this day, they still live, the, the enemy still lives in there with them to this day. Hey, to this day, 21st century, who, who's living in Jerusalem with the Israel? The enemy's still there. It didn't go away. God's word is still true. Then we find in chapter 1, down in verse 21, that Benjamin is trying to do it. But Israel asked in verse 1, verse 2, who's going to go? And God says, who goes? Hmm? Judah go. Judah, you go. So, are you, have I confused you completely? If you bring a whole bunch with you, who gets the glory? Good point. Did you hear that? You remember what Caleb said when he went? He said, give me the land where the giants live. Exactly. And he went in with them. He went, exactly. And see, he went in, Caleb, it's in, it's in chapter 15 in Joshua also. Caleb went in, and then Caleb's daughter wanted the same thing. He gave her, and she was the, 
She was working by the same faith that Caleb was working by working on. Okay, and but yeah, he went in there, and the sons of um, Anak or Anakin, A- Anakim, he went in and took care of them. This is the man that went in and took care of them. Okay, y'all are thinking Star Wars, aren't you? Anakin Star, Darth Vader, Darth, he went in, and Caleb went in and killed Darth Vader. That make you feel better, Chris? Make you forget about your little bug bite? You okay now? All right, good. All by yourself. Okay. <laughs> you know, you just can't. You wonder where the movies get these names and stuff from. Well, guess what? You know, there's plenty of stuff you dig right out of the Bible, and there it is. You know, what did I tell you all at one time? There's several sayings that we say that are right here in the Bible that we, we throw out, but that's another story. So let's go back. Now let's go back. So First Liberty. Now, now is, is Israel trying to be thorough or is Israel trying to take liberties? Because they, Adonai Bezek, they cut off his, his big toes and his thumb. I mean, it's messed up. I mean, can you imagine just laying there? <laughs> and somebody's like, you know, hey, guess what? You're about to hope, say goodbye to your toe. It's going. Say goodbye to your thumb. And it's going to affect him. Now, Adonai <laughs> Bezek, look at verse 7. And then Abizek said, 70 kings with their thumbs and big toes cut off, used to gather up scraps under my table. As I have done so, God has repaid me. So they brought him to Jerusalem, and he died there. Did God repay him? Yes. We got a no and a yes. We got a no and a yes. Did God repay him? You reap what you sow, true to God's word, but did God. But God's vengeance, that way, yeah, God's word is true. You will reap what you sow. And the king, the king recognized that. Every step he took. Yeah, the king recognized every step he took until he died. Ow, ow, ow. But, but this wasn't a direction from God. So Israel exacted vengeance that wasn't theirs. Because ven- no vengeance is, is ours, right? See, that, that's the other thing with taking liberty. It's kind of like when you're mad at someone and you want something, you know, God, just please get them. You know, how I many, you know, God, just take their, God, you see they're bad, take them out, God. Wait a minute. We just preached on Sunday about God's not slow in his promise. I mean, you know, slack in his promise, but he's, he's patient and long-suffering because so, he wants all to come to repentance. So that bad guy that you want taken out and hurt, God wants him saved. Uh-huh. See, remember that. And when you want liberties taken, when you want li- when you want liberties taken, well, let's let's go back. Go to Second Peter chapter three. Let's revisit that. Go to Second Peter chapter three and go to verse nine. Second Peter chapter three and go to verse nine. We'll we'll relive the sermon again without the timer, which is still on the screen. Okay, Second Peter chapter three, verse nine. The Lord is not slow about his promise, as some count slowness, but is patient toward you, not wishing for any to perish, but for all for all to come to repentance. Okay. And when you take liberties like Israel did, are you playing God? Yes. Now, you will reap what you sow, but you'll reap what you sow from God's hand, not from man's hand. God may not, 
Now, now let's go back, though. God may use a man. He may direct someone to come in and, you know, this is what you this. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what he said. He thought it was God because he thought Israel is, you know, hey, your God is all powerful. Your God, you know, this is. He said, God, go back to verse. Let's go back and look at it. Go back to chapter one in Judges. He's probably a believer after his toes has got waxed off. Yeah, I would be, too. Let's look at it again. Let's look at verse seven. Adonai Bezek said 70 kings with their thumbs and their big toes cut off used to gather up scraps under my table. As I as I have done, so God has repaid me. So they brought him to, to Jerusalem and he died there. Now. That may not mean he's a believer, but he recognized God because demons recognize God. Keep in mind, demons recognize God. So Israel's there's a there's a liberty. Think about this. When when God directed Israel on how to annihilate someone, what was the difference between this and, and how God directed them? It was a purging. It was a purging. Right. It was never a people and there was never a king. Matter of fact, what happened to Saul when he didn't kill the king that he was supposed to kill? Yeah. And exactly. So you see, you see how God does, okay? You see how the difference is in being thorough versus being taking liberties, okay? Because Israel repaid them. Now, there are probably some that would argue with me about that, and I, I understand that, but you can still see a definite line there where they repaid them and they hadn't been given that direction. It was not. They were just like they weren't given the direction to take Simeon. They were, he said Judah will go up and he and when God told him to take someone, he would always tell them and take and only take this or only take that or only take this. But when we take liberties. It's a big difference. Now, look at verse eight. Then the sons of Judah fought against Jerusalem and captured it. OK, now this is a different outcome from Benjamin in chapter in verse twenty one and captured it. And struck the edge of uh, struck it with the edge of the sword and set the city on fire. Afterwards, the sons of Judah went down to fight against the Canaanites living in the hill country and in the Negev and in the lowlands. So Judah went against the Canaanites who lived in Hebron. Now the name Hebron formerly was Kiriath Arba, and they struck uh, Shishai and Ahiman and Talmai. Talmai. So they did that. They went down and they did this. Now, now who did who went and did it, though? So Judah went. Now, finally, just Judah went. And what, what happened? They were successful when just Judah went. OK, and, and so but the, and there was no liberties taken in this. There was no kind of swaying. Uh, you know, OK, God said, I'm just going to take you. I want you to go back to Joshua just for a moment. Hold Judges chapter one. 
I want you to go back to Joshua, and I want you to go to chapter 24. Let's, let's revisit verse 1 in chapter 24. Let's revisit um, verse 10 in chapter 24. And let's, let's revisit chapter tw- uh, verse 25. So verse 1. Verse 1 says, Then Joshua gathered all the tribes of Israel to Shechem, and called for the elders of Israel and all their heads and their judges. Keep in mind, their judges. This is where I want you to understand how judges and Joshua are overlapping here. These things that we're reading in Judges, they were happening at the same time. Joshua was, of course, we know he's not omnipotent, but he wasn't leading everything. He had become old in age, and, and he started sending the leaders out, and he, he had divided the territories. He had divided the territories. So they were given responsibility to go in and handle business, and they were given responsibility to go and handle business the way Joshua had told them to handle business. So look at this in verse 1. The heads and their judges and their officers, and they presented themselves before God. Now, this is what I want you to want to remind you of. Chapter 24 starts out with them at the feet of Jesus, at the feet of God, presenting themselves. Okay, please remember the snapshot here. They are not making this covenant with God, I mean with Joshua, but they're making it with God because when he starts recounting everything, they are Joshua is only telling them what God wants them to know. And he's recounting this to them and they are presenting everything before God, presenting themselves. Pouring, in other words, they are these open books now before God and God is. He's speaking through Joshua, but he's speaking. You understand what I'm saying? So now go to verse 10 in Joshua 24. Oh, we can go to verse. No, let's stay with verse 10. But I was not willing to listen to Balaam. So he had to bless you, and I delivered you from his hand. Verse 11. You crossed the Jordan and came to Jericho, and the citizens of Jericho fought against you, and the Amorite and the who again? Perizzite. Perizzite. The Perizzite. The Perizzite, the same ones that they're fighting, he went against them. And the Canaanite and the Hittite and the Girgashite and the Hivite and the Jebusite. Thus, I gave them into your hand. Now, I want you to understand what he's saying here. Even when he says he gave them to their hand, into their hand, he gave them over to be defeated by Israel. So when they were given the authority to go in to the land and finish purging everything, they didn't need any more. They didn't need God because God had already still defeated them. Once they were defeated, they were defeated. You hear what I'm saying? Once they were defeated. So when they divided up into their tribes and went into their inheritance, they still had the same victory that they were given when they were one group. Okay? They just now had to go in and start. What did I tell you about when you move into a new house? You know, you walk in. And when you go in to buy it, it's staged beautifully. It's got all the nice current trinkets in it and all this other stuff. And then when you buy it, they pull everything out. And then you still have to go in and do what? You still have to go in and clean it, even though it's yours. The bank has said it's yours. Hey, take it. Go. It's yours to do with one. You're not going to go in and just start, okay, well, you're going to guess what we're going to do. We're going to go and we're going to clean that stove. We'll clean out that refrigerator. 
okay? When we bought that RV, you know what we did? We cleaned it. We pulled that mattress out that we don't know what happened on it and burned it. Right? Wouldn't you? Okay. Hello. So, all of that happened. The, the RV was given to us, but we still had to go in and do something. Now, being thorough, we go in and continue to do it as God has directed us. I've given them into your hand. You have your area. Go finish cleaning it out. Okay? Go finish cleaning it out. So when they're getting the judges and they're doing all this cleaning out and all this other stuff, they're, man, they're changing what God has. It's, it's like changing grace. It's like changing grace. It's like the Judaizers did. And go, go to Galatians chapter 1. Go to Galatians chapter 1. Have I, have I confused anyone? Am I going too fast? Am I going too slow? Am I going just right? Okay, good. Thank you, Goldilocks. All right, so let's look at Galatians. Let's look at chapter 1. Let's go down to verse 6. Go down to verse 6. I'm amazed that you are so quickly deserting him who called you by the grace of Christ for a different gospel. Why are you changing it? That's what he's asked. Paul is saying, why are you changing it? Same thing happened when Israel, why are you, why are you, why are you bringing all these other people in? Why are you taking all these liberties? Let's look at verse 7, which is really not another, only there are some who are disturbing you and want to distort the gospel of Christ. But, look at verse 8, but even if we, or an angel from heaven should preach to you a gospel contrary to what we have preached to you. He is to be accursed. As we have said before, so I say again now. If any man is preaching to you a gospel contrary to what you received, he is to be accursed. For am I now seeking the favor of men or of God? Or, if I, or am I striving to please men? If I were still trying to please men, I would not be a servant of Christ. Hmm. If you're still, if you're trying to do what you desire or whatever, if you want to take liberties, you're taking liberties because someone over here is squawking. Well, yeah, we can kind of do that. Oh, yeah, we can kind of get away with that. Guys can't. It's no different going down. I love using speeding because it's, 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 it's easy. Speeding is the easiest thing where we take liberties. We do. Speed limit says 45. Speed limit is what? But the state trooper will let you have what? Maybe, but he don't have to, does he? No, he doesn't. So it depends on how you catch him on whether or not he's going to let you have 49 that day or he says, no, it's 45. And what are you going to do with him? Well, you always let me, man. <laughs> not today, I don't. You know? So think about it. So is that taking liberties? It's taking liberties. Grocery line, 10 items or less. I have 11. You've taken the liberty. And, and the person, the, you know, the person says, come on, I'll get you anyway. Well, guess what? They've let your liberty 
you know, you get checked out and you go on and beat everybody out. You've taken a liberty. Are you going to get smited from the top of the tallest tree for that? John says no. Jesus says yes. Huh? Okay, great. You should have gotten in line to begin with because you knew it was wrong in the first place. You knew you had 11. You said, no, I've got 11. I'm going to stand my ground and not get in there. Okay, they told you to come on. So, Miss Faye, Miss Faye, if I come up to you and say, Miss Faye, I want you to draw back and knock me in the head as hard as you can. Okay, and she will. <laughs> she will. And then I call the police. And Miss Faye says, well, he told me to do it. But to the police, what is that? It's still assault. Whether I tell you you can do it or not, it's still assault. I got an answer. What's up? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Bingo. This is where Second Peter chapter three, verse nine, comes right into play. Uriah turned his life over to Christ. Rahab did the same thing. She was supposed to go with everybody. Hey, I want. Exactly. Period. And the reason why, you know, when when they didn't go in and do that purge, guess what happened? God knew they weren't going to go in and get them all. Exactly. Bingo. So, yes, he knew the outcome. Keep in mind, when you're a thorough versus taking liberties, God is he's looking to see how you're going to obey him. He knows. He knows, but he's looking. He's looking. Okay? So, if, if, if I take a liberty, I'm the pastor, and I'm single, and I got a pick of every woman in here. I sh- you know I ain't single. Look, you see, it's still right there. No, I I know I am, but that would be wrong. Would that not be liberties that I'm taking because of who I am? Did Israel take liberties because of who they were? Yeah, they knew it. They knew it. And 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 and, and after after they recovered from AI, they, guess what happened? They puffed up again, y'all. Just like we do. We puff up, don't we? You know, the most yeah, you know, the most annoying time of the year is January in Alabama. Because guess who's going to be playing a national championship? And it takes somebody to bust you in the mouth so you can lose for a while. And then guess what? Uh, you know, y'all, y'all come up with every reason why you lost instead of you just got beat. You know what I mean? Right? Well, they didn't do this. And if he had done that and, you know, all of a sudden that $800 million that St. Nick is making down there, he ain't worth that no more because he lost the game until he wins another one. But you get puffed up, don't you? And you wonder why he gets mad because everybody's touting them all the time. And he's like, look, guys, we can get beat at any time. And you can. 
when you start taking liberties and assuming. So we're going to stop there for right now. I really hope you got that. I hope you did. You get that? I need I need bobblehead assurance. Okay, we got the. Okay, good. Because I, I I didn't struggle with it, but it's like Lord, chapter one's a monster <laughs> in Judges. Because you know, especially when he starts spouting out all these territories and all this other stuff that they're taking, and how long. And when when you read in chapter fifteen of Joshua, and they are they do intermingle. When you read chapter one in Joshua, he starts telling you all. God is very thorough in the description of the borders and the boundaries. He's very thorough. They went, uh, it went up along this hill and came down to this point, and then it stopped at this point, and it went over here. That's being thorough. And no one was to take liberty with their territory. Notice this. Did, did, did the tribes take liberty with what they were supposed to have? No. They stayed in their boundaries that was given them, didn't they? Everybody but Dan. Yeah. But they think that's the thoroughness of it. Yeah. That's another story. Okay. No questions right now? That's just chapter one in Judges.